Happy Thursday. Harsh weather Thursday, which is kind of our new TDSP tradition, brought to you by the good folks at Breckenridge Brewery. The homies, I mean, this summer you can get in on all the fun. They've got you covered in all areas. Find your favorite Breck Brew on the Breck Brew locator there. Joined by a star-studded cast for this Denver Sports Podcast. Here to my left, man, the myth, the legend, DMVR Rams, Justin Michael. Justin, how are you? Doing good, man. Always, always fun to talk history, especially with you guys. It's been a minute. And then RK running it back for some more Mount Rushmore talk with me. Rhino, how many pods is that today? Four pods, two markets. Solid, man. That's Just solid. Getting started. Really I got to say, I've never seen this before. Like, if you look on the screen right now, it looks like we're doing a night show. Yeah. It's 3.30. It's true Denver sports history. Well, maybe not sports, but it's Denver history, it feels like. Just go compare this with, like, the Buff show earlier and just look at the way that the windows look behind us versus what we're dealing with now. And also, I don't have a car. I'm supposed to scooter home, so that'll be fun. (laughs) That might be a little harder for you. Um, So we'll see if the weather does or doesn't keep up with us. Um, But as I hinted, I actually think we hinted at the end of the last TDSP, where we went with updated Mount Rushmore's. Check that out if you haven't with AJ Hayfley. That was a fun one. We want to get into coaches now. Got to get into the coaches. I think the coaches are less obvious and uh, in turn could be more fun. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, There's a lot of fringe candidates. And really, in my opinion, only one ironclad guaranteed you know easy in there's a locked in set and forget guy you think yes just one though now, i think the other i think there's a two and three that you can get into that are pretty easy and then four will once again be a debate although i think this debate is different than the player debate where we were having trouble on who to leave out for four I think this is actually more of a problem of who to put in for trouble, who to include. That's exactly right. J-Mike, I know we were having some good off-air conversations. Do you feel the same way that there's one lock? Yeah, I mean, are we are we saving it or like no? No, it's Shanahan, saying, yeah, right? I would be happy okay. to start with the lock. It's Mike Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, no. what's the case for? Well, the only coach with two. So it it's pretty much point. just ends it's right there. Point. Um, yeah. the only coach Colorado history with two titles, unless I'm forgetting someone. I mean, there's like the outlaws coach, <laughs> right? Uh, there could a be few. a DU hockey or mammoth coach. We're maybe forgetting. Yep, yeah. Yeah. But really the, the only just have one. major coach with two. Um, and then you, you add in the fact that he had the longevity, which I actually think plays a pretty big role in this. Uh, and while Bill Walsh definitely got the ball rolling, Mike Shanahan really helped revolutionize the NFL with the West Coast offense. So when maybe I'm I'm not giving Bill Walsh enough credit by saying he got the ball rolling. Bill Walsh invented the West Coast offense. Bill Walsh literally invented the forward pass on (laughs) Paul Brown's offense, you know. So yeah, Yeah. it really extends from there. I'm not giving Mike Shanahan that credit, but Mike Shanahan is like there's probably some like religious um metaphor here about how like he took the good word and then he spread it. 
Yeah, I mean, look at that Shanahan tree <laughs> in the NFL is, right now, and it's pretty impressive. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mike Shanahan, technically a branch on the Walsh tree, but his tree has a lot more limbs coming off of it. Right. When you got to factor in, too, I mean, the longevity, I think, is huge. The consistent success. They won 11 plus games in four of his first six seasons, and that's coming off of, you know, a stretch in which you made the playoffs only once in four years. At that point, you had all of the postseason appearances, but you you know you're never able to win the big game. And the fact that he's able to come in almost immediately and yeah, in my opinion, should have three peated. I mean, if you don't have a fluky outcome in that Jacksonville game in '96, and Could very well very been, likely, yes. you know, won three straight. I think they could have won three straight if Elway came back in 2000. Right Who knows? Now. But right, it, just what he was able to do through that time. I mean. Even that 05 team was so good. I think about that defense mm. and offense all the time, and I don't know. I, I just don't think anybody comes close to Mike Shanahan, and I don't even really think it's that hard to, to make our point. Like, yeah. At that point, we just move on to two. What's interesting, though, is there's now two guys who are active who could catch him in championships. Right, are set up to be right there. And what's crazy is it would be a disappointment if neither of them does it. Big time. Big time. And in fact, what's funny is now we look back on Mike Shanahan's years. There's maybe a, sm a, a smidge of disappointment that before or after you couldn't do a little more. It's the only reason why he stopped being the Broncos coach. Yeah. It's because it was like, well, the highs were so high, and now we we're kind of stuck in this middle ground for too long where you just have to make a change. It's similar to the George Carl thing, but George Carl obviously never got to the peak. But it was just like, hey, like, we don't know if this is going to make us better, but we're tired of being average. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can and anybody I mean, pass Shanahan to you guys, though? When you factor in, like, yes. what those back-to-back -back Super Bowls meant to Denver, the fact that he got the titles for Elway, which I think is a thing you have it's to factor one. in as it's well. Elway's career looks and completely over different the hump is massive. if Shanahan doesn't come in. He's viewed in that, like, Dan Marino territory of... Hey, like, yeah, he had all the talent in the world. You, you know, you would take his passing abilities with the best of them, but he couldn't win the big game. I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I mean, there's something to that. And there's obviously something to this being a Broncos town. And so it is a Broncos town. Like as much, I think it's the nuggets are, are they're creeping up there and Jokic, if he keeps doing this for another couple of years and the Broncos, they keep swimming in mediocrity. All right, maybe, but it's going to take like one okay Broncos season to completely reinvigorate the the orange and blue love and everybody's going to be right back in drinking the Kool-Aid again for sure and, and I think in the end like we're actually a true sports town but you know um yeah I every mean, parent yeah, has yeah. a favorite child and the Broncos are this state's favorite child at least historically yes historically and, I wonder if that could so, change though and that's what I'm saying like do, could it shift more yes it could yeah and that's where I think like it's hard to say with Bednar. So well, let's let's we'll come back to this because yes. we're going to talk a lot of Malone and Bednar. Yes. Um, but I do think that it can, he can be passed. It's the same thing we were talking about with what, what can Jokic do to get to number one on the Mount <coughs> Rushmore above John Elway? Yeah. Well, it starts with winning three. And if you have three, then the then you can you have a case at least. Yeah. You have, you a, case, have yes. a case. Yes. I yeah. think Jokic. I think for anyone to surpass what Elway wins in this town, it would have to be like four or five like it couldn't just be just barely passing him and and that would be an interesting conversation to have when it happens because it would also include like the nuggets being a true dynasty 
which might be Denver's first ever dynasty. Right, because the mm -hmm. thing about the Shanahan stretch is there's the back-to-back -back Super Bowls. There's obviously the season prior where they're one seed in the AFC. And there's the 05 AFC Championship at home performance. There's not a sustained like playoff run beyond those three years in 96, 97, 98. Mm -hmm. Already, Bedner and Malone have had more you know, prolonged and sustained playoff eras and performances with their cores than Shanahan ever did in the late 90s because, of course, Elway retires right after that second title. Yep. So that kind of cuts the run short. But I do think Shanahan's above the rest because, A, we have a lot of champions and we have a lot of, like, program builders. Shanahan's one of the few who kind of fits under both. Yeah, he did both. Inherits a pretty good team. So well, the program builder, he gets a bit of a softer, you know. Um, and that's where... But you also inherit all of the weight of the moment and yeah. like yeah. all of the fa yeah. the, the failures, failures that were yeah. not under him, but you are still responsible for task, right. you know, turning it all around. It's actually what he inherited is the worst place to be as a coach because you're getting uh That's hail, you're folks. getting a good roster, right? Yeah. But anything short of winning a championship would be considered mm -hmm. a failure. And that's yep. where I think the job done by Jared Bednar and Michael Malone is actually a little tougher, but it includes less pressure. And so mm. those two are in the next two. Right. Two more champions and builders, right? Yes. It's either ors with the other guys. I think these are the three that fit both criterias and have sustained success. So prior to Bednar, the as had never had a head coach last more than four seasons. Pretty crazy. Insane. They were on some like Premier League shit. <laughs> they it's sure like, were. You don't like and what's crazy is the, the Avs won the division damn near every year for the beginning of their existence. And they were still changing mm -hmm. coaches every four years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, to me, are, are you in agreement? Those two are the next two? I think you have to, yeah. just in terms of I mean Malone, I think you can't even argue it. He won the first championship when you look at where the Nuggets were at as a franchise, you know, for a couple of years there before he came in, even his first year, it it was brutal. And you could say the same thing for for Bedner, obviously, but I don't know. I, I think the Avs argument's a little bit more interesting because you have three different coaches, all basically with it's very similar resumes. I mean, pulling it up here, Jared Bedner, five ninety two winning percentage, three division titles, one Stanley Cup. We got Mark Crawford, 622 winning percentage, three division titles, one Stanley Cup, four if you count his division title with Quebec. Bob Hartley, 618 uh, win percentage, four division titles, one Stanley Cup. So, I mean, both of those other Avs coaches have a higher win percentage than Bedner, have as many division titles and as many championships. And that's why it's actually a knock on those guys to me. That they did should have done more? Well, no, that they inherited a great team. Jared Bednar inherited a team that won four, that got 48 points his first season. And sure, you know, that that was under his watch, but it was really his, you know, he, he inherited that, right? Yeah. And so he took them from that to what they are now, which is a powerhouse, whereas the other guys, they got a good team. Well, and, and he was able to, to break through, too. Like, yeah. Bednar has the – he built it. You got to the playoff – 
And he was able to do, you know, what George Carl wasn't able to do after having all those years. It's like you're there year after year, but can't get out of the first round. Like he was able to break through. And I, that's a tough spot to be in. Yes. Like, like he could have very easily started to be in that Dan Reeves territory, which I think Reeves gets not enough love Great for, for what he did. Mm-hmm. Great builder, not a, lot a of champion. I, I know. I also think John Fox. Great builder, Ryan. Yep. All-time builder, I'd argue. Yeah, I mean, he, there are such things as like a point A to point B coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. point C is C is for championship. But you got to get a, a from A to B at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's what we're, we were talking about with the Broncos recently is it's like everyone has these high expectations immediately. And it's like to get to C, you have to hit B first. Um, and I think it's true of a lot of places. Look at now, your shirt. Yeah, I think it's a perfect example of like they. We're hoping to go from here A to C. You got to go from A to B to C. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly. And it takes different wh- coaches to get you from A to B or B to C, right? right. Yeah. You know, like for CU basketball, we talk about Jeff Bazdelic, um, who you know got got it in his contract that they would have to build a new basketball facility because yeah. basketball was sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tad Boyle inherits it. He becomes the best coach in program history. Like, there's usually someone before it that sets the stage. Uh, and there are a lot of those in Denver sports history of like, oh, this guy doesn't get quite enough credit because he didn't do the thing. But you needed him big part of the story. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, Red Miller's the OG builder. And yes. he does it in a much shorter time than guys we just mentioned. But that's, I mean, that's the Broncos' first playoff appearance, first playoff win, first finals appearance. First division title. Those are monumental, monumental achievements at that stage in Denver as a sports town. And, I mean, look at the kind of guys he beats to get there. You're talking about John Madden's Raiders. You're talking about those great Steelers AFC teams. title game. Right. I mean, uh, you know, and then you lose to Tom Landry, another true OG. Well, I mean, Guy from what I've read. problem, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> fun serious? fact about is Tom real? Landry. How did you? Is that, you is that just, real? That's oh, real no, thing? that's real. Wow. That's real. Yeah. He, he liked his uppers. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think Red Miller. The Broncos could be in a different city if it wasn't for him based on some of the stuff i've read like interest in pro football was not high like what's crazy is nuggets history is nothing but playoff appearances for the first 20 years broncos are the exact opposite bro it is crazy out there yeah it's just the noises we are hearing off the building are nuts it Um, looks like kind of like a hurricane like there's like mist blowing around it does and actually while we're here ryan speaking of nuts and hurricanes and the wild aesthetic that can sometimes come in summer don't let that be your nuts this summer (laughs) get them under control with the good friends at manscape.com where by using code dnvr you will get 20 percent off plus free shipping your first order I, of course, am all in on the weed whacker. Spence agreed with me, a little pre-father. He's got some some nose hairs. Might not be an issue for you guys. We decided on bets. This is a this is an issue for the dark featured boys. Maybe you blondies over here don't have this, but when uh. I've got a you know a, a low creeper from the nose hairs, you're gonna see it. Okay. Wow, it's gonna yeah. stick out to you. So the weed whacker at Manscaped has me 
covered. Of course, you know, it's golf season. You don't want to get chafed up. They've got you covered with all their creams, balms, and what have you. Um, Spence was talking about helping his brother move. Holy, I was chafing just hearing him talk about that. I was like, wow, I forgot helping people move. If someone was a asked thing. me to help them move, I'm sending them a number for a moving company. Right. Absol- absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, out of town that day. Yeah, like we're not in college anymore, bro. I'm not helping you move out of your dorm like, room. I'll, I'll give you pizza, though. Yeah. I'll help you yeah. write yeah, an I'll, email, I'll, you know? I'll buy you lunch if you come help me move. I'll Bro, jump on. A, my least favorite thing in the world. Why? I don't even want to do it for myself. I'll jump on a spreadsheet, create a spreadsheet to to like figure out your moving budget, maybe. But physically taking boxes from one Couches. area to, I will not be doing that. <laughs> Manscaped.com code DMVR twenty percent off plus free shipping, and of course the homies at Breck Brew, the OG homies, always been on our side. Um, Justin's knocking over my laptop. He's so hyped about Breck Brewery. They'll do that to you. J. Mike, of course, the insider from Breck Brew. It's true. He was telling me you can get slushed up at the farmhouse. (laughs) New beer slushies, guys, at the farmhouse. Beer slushies. They're awesome. Had about four on my birthday, so highly recommend it. We haven't decided what summer it is yet. It's slushy summer. Could it be the summer of... Could it be a slush summer? Slush summer. Slush season, baby. It's been a little slushy this summer. This kind of weather, real slushy, you know? Yeah. We're just kind of like, I don't know. Nuggets on a title. Feeling a little sloshy. It might be a sloshy summer, too. There you are. The homies at Breck Brew, they have you covered. Go check out the farmhouse. Go check out all your favorite Breck Brews on the Breck Brew locator. Tell them DMVR sent you. It's it's Breck Brew season. Whatever your flavor is, get in on it. They will not disappoint. I feel honored that Eric Weedham is watching us from Serbia. It's amazing. Hey, buddy. God, he's such a homie. Not, the, a new not that he's shirt. the first person to ever watch one of our shows from Serbia, but he. Um, I'm, no, I'm he's just not. honored he's that not. he is on vacation and decided to watch us talk about right, this. Right, right. Also, I mean, we have more comments than thumbs up. That's not fair. If you're oh, commenting, oof. at least hit us with a thumbs up. Gosh, that's kind of savage of them to do yeah. that to us. Okay. Malone, Bedsy, we've got Mike Shanahan in there. Is it too early to crown those guys? I don't think so. And both of them, like I said, like we were kind of talking about, had to go from a really low point to the peak. You know, both of them took over a difficult situation. Now, maybe not quite the lowest points in franchise history. For Betsy, I think it is. Yes. But John Fox, when he takes over, I also think it is. Nuggets have had a few other as low points. Was Jokic selected yet before Malone? Second, yeah, they, they were selected the same. Yeah, okay. the same. Because then Jokic the stayed over, year. stayed over for a year, and then yeah, came. Yep. okay. Um, yep. They both so technically, when Malone got here, it was a very bare cupboard. It's like Darrell Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> I was Wilson trying to Chandler. think. Yeah, Wilson yeah, Chandler was the a Brian Shaw team. top three player on that team. Yep, yep. Uh, of course, Danilo Gallinari, Andre's guy. Yeah, um, but. One At least, only. you know, Bedner, he did inherit Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah, uh, the way he's hired with Wah quitting, I mean, towards the end of the offseason and then, then having that 48-point season, that's a really tough way to start. Yeah. And an incredibly young squad, too. I'm So, 
I wasn't necessarily planning on this, but we do have to pick which one goes second on on the mountain. And I think it might be Malone because he inherited less and did more with a less traditionally dominant franchise. Or did the same amount, we should say. Um, but Fair succeeding with the Avs in theory is easier than succeeding with the Nuggets. It is. Also, man, that Betsy title team is stacked. Yeah. Well, and you have to factor in, I think, just the the hurdles of being a not major market team in the NBA. You don't deal with that in the NHL, I guess yes. is what I'm trying to yes. say. You know, like it's it is a legitimate hurdle to overcome the officiating and the way that certain stars, certain teams are going to get a favorable whistle. Like the arc of the franchises couldn't be more different. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of yeah. my whole life, I was told the Nuggets could never win a championship. The Avs just showed up and won one immediately. Yep. Peak Nuggets sure was did. losing to the Lakers in the Western Finals a couple times. Yes. Yes. So Disgusting. getting over that hump. Now, it's crazy because it's it would be really hard to contextualize this without great players. Like, in terms of who's the best coach, might not even be on our list because it's someone who did the most with the least. Yeah, it's X's and O's. All of these great coaches that we're talking about also were just accompanied by the best players you know malone gets the best player in the nba to help him get on the mount rushmore of denver coaches um like red miller might be the best coach sonny lubick i know we're not talking about that right now but if you're talking about like a guy who came into a program that historically did, did nothing before has yep. done nothing since and he did nothing but win there for yep. a decade plus yeah, i mean phil mccartney in that same vein well i would put both if i if i was just looking at like the greatest coaches in colorado history both of those coaches would be on my mount rushmore to me like it's those two shanahan and malone that's an interesting and i don't even want to get into that because against ranking yeah. comes in handy <laughs> yeah and Two i mean over it, it is it's just so hard to go college and pro um well and it's 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 really hard. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a CSU and CU coaching Mount Rushmore on their own of like all the coaches, all the sports they've had, the four greatest would be really interesting, right? Does Tad fall in there? You know, um, what kind of old greats do you Got have on the cross country cross side? Country you know, right? Chops to go um, skiing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that becomes a much more extensive, fun discussion. Um, and I mean, look, Clint Hurdle takes over the Rockies in 02 and then has the 07 and 09 season. I mean, 09 if, they, was if they win 07, he's, he's absolutely on here with a bullet. A hundred percent. Yeah. But they didn't. No, he got swept instead. In 30 years as a franchise, the peak of the Rockies is finishing second in the NL West twice in three years. Yeah. Right. Never done that at any other point. Haven't done it since. And that happens <laughs> is, under Bud Black, essentially. Or no, you're talking Clint uh, Hurdle. You have Clint Hurdle in 07. He gets fired halfway through 08, which, and that's basically because they're being held to the expectation that they were a World Series team when in reality they were more like a 500 team. Yeah. They went on this fluky run. They were who they actually were in 08. Anyways, he gets fired. They bring in Tracy in 09. They have a, honestly, probably a more complete team than that mm -hmm. 07 team, mm -hmm. but they just He's can't make the run. He's two saves in yeah. the first round. Um, yeah, I mean... It's interesting, and that's what I was gonna say. Is like you kind of a coach is really only as good as players. How far under the top ten do you think we would have to go until you would get a Rockies manager on there? 
Like how many Broncos coaches, how many Avs coaches, how many Nuggets coaches? I mean, every coach with a championship is getting listed. Right. And there's six of them, right? Um, Three Avs coaches, two Broncos coaches. And no, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, let, yes, you have Mark Crawford. But then you're, you're getting Bob to Hartley. Bob Hartley and Bednar for the Avs, Michael Malone and Shanahan and Kubiak. Those are, Those are your top six. six champions. If it's a, yeah, if we're doing pro only. Um, so Eric thinks that Bednar should be second. And he says Malone hasn't been lauded at all until just now. Drove the fan base crazy until just now. Not me. I mean, not me. I don't. I don't. I can't speak for everyone. But like, I think some of his stuff with rookies definitely rubbed people the wrong way. But it worked. Like he's vindicated in the end. His process with MPJ. His process with Jamal Murray. Like he was right. Yeah. I mean, what did J Mike say earlier? The peak of Nuggets had been getting to the Western Conference Finals, losing to the Lakers. Yeah. It's the only coach in their history who's done a Western Conference Finals appearance twice. Yep. Already has that on his And resume. he beat the Lakers. He and he actually has them. the chip. And then he won the chip. And the finals appearance. Yeah. Um I'm yeah, those milestones to me for Malone are a separator in earning that second spot. Okay. Also it shouldn't be factored in, but the way he's gone about things the last couple months is a nice fun cherry. That should on be top. factored in. Absolutely. A coach is, is just part of the character in the universe. Although And he's Played his character damn straight. He deserves an Oscar. For Absolutely. It. Mike's killing. No, no arguments. But Bedsy was pretty lit at the parade too. Yeah, he was. But he's like he was more emotional, and I mean, it was. He's painfully boring every other moment. I, I guess I know. It was, that's what was just nice to see it, though, is you knew how genuine that was for him oh, to absolutely. let loose mm -hmm. and to his, hear him be. I love you guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, his parade performance was fantastic, but Malone's like. He's nailed every press conference for like three months. Yeah, it's. Uh, Does he have a target on his back now, though? Because like when you're the loud and. Well, apparently LeBron is motivated. He's mad to at him. Take him down. So we've listed our champions and we've listed our two, three candidates. So we're in we're we're in agreement on one through three. Yeah, I worry there's a smidge recency bias. Like, we did just list off the. Three coaches who won chips like in our lifetimes, right? Uh huh. Um, I think they're they're like the Avs one is certainly Betsy's getting a little bump for being the guy right now. Over uh, he's the, already had a longer tenure than any Avs coach prior to him. That's true, but it's big. The resume, like Justin pointed out, uh, is very similar. Well, and I wonder how because people really hate Mark Crawford, and I wonder how much <laughs> his Vancouver <laughs> stint. <coughs> like offsets what he did in Denver being the fact that he was the head coach of like the most hated outside of the Red Wings, the most hated team this franchise has ever gone against. But all of this stuff matters. You know, we can, I know if Michael Malone, God forbid ever became coach of the Lakers, we can go back and retroactively take him off the mountain. Well, that's, that's what I used against it. Cause originally I was like, look, they're statistically speaking, what Crawford and Bednar have done basically the exact same Crawford delivered Denver its first championship ever, which mm -hmm. originally I was like, that should be have him higher in this conversation, the lore of what that meant. 
Yeah. But then I'm sitting there thinking, like, I've never hated a player in any sport as much as I've hated Todd Bertuzzi. And all I can think is, like, Crawford and Granado getting into yeah. it. I'm Crawford like, I'm, defending I'm not, him. I'm not putting that guy no, in my top Denver. Like, he lost he lost his Denver sports card. Yes, you absolutely can just be banned. And he was. Yeah, we're kicking you, you know, out the club. If, to a lesser if extent, If Sonny Lubick became the coach of Wyoming, you think of him differently. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't no, go down well, that I road. was going to say, like, <laughs> if Bill McCartney became the coach of Nebraska, but I wanted to say it in a way that you would understand more. I mean, Crawford's an interesting one, but I think that all counts, and it's honestly not dissimilar to what we were talking about. Mel, I mean, not that Mel came up a ton in the all-time greatest athletes, but, like, that's... Uh, if we had this conversation about a Nuggets Mount Rushmore, I think that, you know the aftermath of the mellow trade certainly factors into that right like it does matter how you go about things. that one's so wonky though because that one's all like age dependent like if you're my like i'm 28 years old before carmelo anthony i did i could not have cared less about the nuggets did could have been they might as well have been the rapids they were so irrelevant <laughs> none of my friends liked the nuggets nobody cared i was lucky because the, um you know, my grandpa turned me on to sports, and the the one the only one that he didn't care about was the Nuggets. I just had like a camp counselor who loved the Nuggets, and that's what made yeah. me start paying attention to them, even when they were really shitty. But you're right, and then like Carmelo made the Nuggets cool for sure. Well, and he, it's also one of those things like the way he handled it was salt in the wounds, but. Denver was better off because he handled it the way that he did. Like, were we we're just going to let him walk, get nothing? Like, the mellow trade resulted in an entire other era with Gallo and all those guys. That was a fun team. If his knee doesn't go out, who knows what happens in 2013? Obviously, Jamal Murray's the, the big piece of that now. I guess I'm just like, we're to a point now know. where all NBA superstars do exactly what he did. He was just one of the first to do it. Yeah, I've already completely forgiven. So once the Nuggets won the championship, I was good. I... I, I don't care anymore. Should I'm they retire f- 15 twice? No. I'm not going to forgive no. Melo because the returns on his trade ended up being good. Just like I'm not going to give a mellow pod Josh right McDaniels now. credit for pulling off a good, like, Jay Cutler trade. No, it's fair. He didn't. He, well, that was. Yeah. His DT, trade was fucking terrible. DT, straight up. That's all that matters. That's yeah, a bad never, trade. I'll never forgive you for the Alfonso uh, Smith trade. Yeah, Brett so. Kern. What a dick, man. Broncos punting situation has been cursed ever since. Uh, although, Britton Colco is pretty We've good. We've gone through the champions. I want to talk builders for a second. Wait. Okay. Do you have an ad to hit? Yeah, because at Illegal Pete's, they also love builders, <laughs> where you could build your, uh, what are the nachos called? Reverse nachos. Reverse nachos or a beautiful burrito. Some great... Takis, you can build stuff left and right. Explain what reverse nachos are. Reverse nachos is you get all the stuff that would go on nachos on the side. So you just get a bowl of everything that you would like to have on nachos. Queso, chicken, rice, beans. Okay, yeah. You really get a giant queso burrito bowl and a side of chips. And you're going to get way more Uh, chips that way than if you order it on top. Exactly. Dude, we need pizza like close to our homes. Come out to Lakewood, guys. Pete's, if you're listening. Pete's, come on. I, I need this Isn't for dinner. Isn't close to right work now. the same as close to home? Yeah, maybe I'll just stop on my way. That's fine. And these sickos at Pete's, their food's amazing. They love DMVR. 
they call it happy hour, but it's three to eight. It's like literally the largest dinner window they could ever offer you. And they're calling it happy hour just to hook you up. It's porch season, which if we weren't doing TDSP during a monsoon would sound delightful. Sun's back out. The sun's back out. They'll hook it up with drinks. I don't, I frankly, I don't even know how we got so lucky to partner with Pete's. They are just the best. Check them out at all their locations. 3 to 8 p.m. Get in on that happy hour. So they hungry. will not let you down. I'm hungry, too. I ate at 11.45. Somehow I'm still hungry. Maybe after I stop at Pete's, I'll stop for a little snack time at a Circle K on my drive home. Oh, Yeah, it's a long journey going back to Lakewood. Justin gets it. Justin, what's your favorite Circle K gas station Snack. snackaroo? Going either the Bold Chex Mix or Gardetto's. With, uh, I like if I'm, I'm, I'm getting a treat at this point. So I, I'm going to go that with some Reese's and a Mountain Dew because I'm just going to pretend diabetes doesn't exist. But I'm going to enjoy myself for like 15 minutes. I said what the Gardetto's all rye chips. Oh, so good. Dang. Special edition. What a king. Kale, I know you've got one. You want to give us yours? Mine's the same as RK's. So, oh, like, I can't. Man. So, you go to Kind Love and then you. Yeah, you go to Kind Love. You swing, by, you swing by a Circle K um, or a Redacted, in my case, uh, that is closer to my house. And you get yeah, Circle uh, K. Circle K for sure. And you get a Mountain Dew, you get some Gardettos, and you get the, like, spree chewy candies. Ooh. Oh, oh man. That sounds amazing. I'm a big Harbro guy, of course. <laughs> Get some gummies. Um, lately, Harbro has these like clouds. Is that it how you, isn't it Haribo? I thought it was Haribo. <laughs> See, you can. It's <laughs> dealer's choice, bro. They're not gonna correct you. Disaster. They don't care. <laughs> Thanks to Circle Gamer sponsoring three people, DMVR. Three visit. different pronunciations. That was amazing. <laughs> this is near Circle K to pick up all your favorite snacks. These guys just gave you the full game plan. Go and follow it. Boom. Eric says even Australians like illegal feats. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Of course they do, though. Australians, they love lots of stuff. We've gone over the champions. It's time for the builders. Oh, and my notes app decided to uh, to kill my notes. That's okay. We don't need them. Um, they're gone? They're gone. Oh, right. I slacked them to you. That's great. Okay. Clint Hurdle, Bud Black on the Rocky side. So Solid are we builders. holding that fourth position for a later conversation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about other candidates, okay. right? We've talked about the other champions. The Nuggets, surprisingly, lots of builders. Larry Brown, 652 win percentage, 74 to 79. It's kind of wild that, like, I know. One of the best basketball coaches ever. Of all time. Coached the Nuggets. Yeah. And doesn't really get mentioned in. No. Denver sports coaching lore and or any lore. Look up Larry Brown on a nugget sideline in those years. Insane looks and fits as well. Yeah. Like a literal hippie from Pearl Street in the 70s. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And they end the NBA in spectacular fashion, go into the NBA, ABA, NBA, whatever, in, in spectacular fashion as well. Very good stretch. Then Doug Moe, who Eric has nominated as his fourth, mm -hmm. kind of a, you know, a symbol of an era. The entire decade of the 80s, Doug coaches them. They nine make the playoffs. playoffs. Exactly. Nine straight. Some iconic players, iconic teams. Definitely a builder. And George Carl counts as a builder. I think Dan Izzel earns an honorable mention. 
And in the Broncos, we've mentioned Red Miller, huge builder. We've mentioned Dan Reeves, who, look, can get all the hate he wants, but three Super Bowl appearances cannot be argued against. I mean, that entire Elway tenure would be so different if Dan Reeves isn't there. Um, it might be better. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> also, we need to remember, in those years, the NFC was like head and shoulders above the AFC. Oh, yeah. Was the um, Cowboys, like the, you're, you, you, you know, like these aren't your dad's Cowboys. Those were your dad's Cowboys. Oh, and your yeah. Four, and your dad's 49ers. And John Fox. John, John Fox is a hell of a builder. Maybe inherits the Broncos with John Elway as GM at their lowest point post McDaniels. Yes. Uh, McDaniels like shamed the franchise, not just by being terrible, but also by cheating. The Broncos were at their worst point ever. We was cheating. And, yeah, and, and he makes the playoffs. It's nothing but playoff appearance, playoff appearance, playoff appearance, playoff appearance. Well, yeah. And you know, he like has the Tebow season epic, um, which is like, that's his best coaching. I job. I was going to say his probably his best coaching job. Um, I hate that we're all John Fox guys. Well, I'm not a John Fox guy. I just, it's an overcorrection. Like I have to correct for everyone hating him so much when he was actually a good coach. He just wasn't a great coach. Four straight it's division true. titles, something no other coach in the history of the franchise has done. I mean, when you look at, I was surprised to see that Shanahan um, only had three division titles. That's what I'm saying, man. The peaks are really high with Shanny. The sustained success isn't there. It's a lot of eight and eight, nine and seven seasons. Yep. And also, like, we can't do this thing because it's unfair to say that Peyton Manning did all the work for John Fox and then and then turn around and, like, pat Mike Malone on the back. Like, Agreed. Michael Malone has the NBA version of Peyton Manning on his team right now. Damn straight. And look, all these guys, they, they all had superstars. Yes. <laughs> that's, we just did a show last week about all the incredible yeah. talent that's yeah. happened in Denver. All of the good coaches are buoyed by all the incredible talent. That's how sports work. I think yes. the toughest part with Fox, and I mean, it's probably, I guess, you know, very ironic of me to say that you should appreciate Dan Reeves more and then come on and basically argue against Fox. But you have the brutal Baltimore loss, yep. the Super Bowl in such an embarrassing fashion. And to me, actually, the worst loss of that entire era was that Colts playoff loss where you lose. Andrew Luck comes in. I'm sitting in the stands with my dad. That is the most pissed off I've ever been. Like, they were never once in that game. Yeah, that yeah. was rough. It's I've actually just erased it from my memory. We talked about that on the Broncos show. Like, I don't remember any details about that game. It wasn't fun, so good. Yeah. Um, and there's actually so Foxy, a couple of those in that tender. Yeah, and, and so Foxy gets knocked because he didn't do it, of course. And I think that's the difference between a good and great coach. Like, he was a good coach. He, had, he did things with really bad rosters um, that, you know, should be celebrated. But in the end, he has, you know, one of, sadly, the Broncos have a lot of them, one of the most embarrassing losses in Broncos history in yeah. the Super Bowl. Um, and that that Ravens game, which I put oh, maybe more on him than I put on Raheem Moore. It's, I put it 100% on John Fox. The entire, the last two minutes playing for overtime, the way you, there are a million things you can nitpick on Imagine that. Imagine, like, the one that hurts the most for After me. the Chiefs went down and scored in 12 seconds. Imagine taking a knee with Peyton Manning as your quarterback in his prime. In the greatest offense in NFL history. 
Yes, well, one year before the greatest offense. I played the, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they were amazing, the but you had Peyton Manning and 30 seconds, and you decided to kneel it up. Now, it was freezing and all that stuff, but Peyton just I threw my TV remote while watching that game with my dad when they started to kneel, and he's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, they've got all the momentum. As soon as that game went to OT, it was you done. You need like 20 yards. You had Prater. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you have to gain 20 yards in 30 seconds. The weather that day was so It was freezing. So I'll never freezing. forget the next day was like nice and sunny. And I swear they blow them out by three fucking touchdowns if that's the weather we got yep. for the playoff game. Yep. So anyways, John Fox isn't in this conversation of being on the Mount Rushmore. but For he, a builder, a short tenure as well. I am like a John Fox hater who has now had to like... Just make sure we realize that he wasn't a bad coach. Well, he's not a bad coach. He's just not a great coach. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Him, an and, guy. him and Red Miller, surprisingly short tenures, just three and four years. Um, so that probably, yeah. That's your builders. I think there's an added category that I called the pioneers. Red Miller falls into that. Don Baylor, first playoff appearance, yep. right? Um, and to then, take an expansion team and turn them into a playoff don't team. Don't pioneers like, find something? First playoff discover first, something. First playoff appearances. That's yeah, what they found. I'm just saying, like he found a deserted island. He doesn't get any it's, special. The island for. is still technically open. Yes, it is true. Uh, it is Ryan, true. they found like <laughs> it hasn't washed under the sea quite. They yet. dug deep. They found a diamond. It just turned out it was like a pretty cloudy, crappy diamond. <laughs> yeah, right? Fair enough. Well, found the diamond nonetheless. Ryan, come on, um, Larry Brown. And I don't know who the Avs. It's Crawford. Pioneers. It's over. probably Crawford. The Avs don't really have a builder. They don't necessarily have a pioneer. So it's it's a, weird. But it's they a, have three champions. Bedner's a builder. Bedner does qualify under the builder category. Also, like maybe Patrick Waugh, low key, counts as a builder. He gets the like when I say, when I try to piss off Allie, and I'm like, Chip Kelly, low key, helped build that Super Bowl team that yeah. Doug. And I'll do it with McDaniels, too. Like, you don't win the Super Bowl without some of McDaniels' picks. And you have to imagine. Primarily Demarius Thomas. And you have to imagine that Patrick Wall was in those conversations in which they decided to take Nathan McKinnon. And they, I mean. Great point. You had the 2013 run under Wall, which was fun. Obviously, the wheels fell off at the end. But Every they were really bad before he came in. I think 2011, mm-hmm. worst team in the league. I went to a game where they lost 7-0. to zero. I mean. That was in my like my heyday of listening to uh, sports talk radio, and Me every too. sports talk radio host in the state wanted the Avs to draft Seth Jones. It's true. Well, Popeye's son. Yeah, exactly. Was, Popeye's son. Popeye's he grew Popeye's up son. in Denver. And fair. That was about the best hockey analysis we could get. I mean, guys, when you have the chance to draft Popeye's son. You kind of do it. Well, you don't. In it this, turns out. In this town, you draft Popeye's son. Do you hear me? Like, Popeye was some big fucking deal, you know? Oh, those are the same people that here. are saying Dave Logan should have been oh, hired no. by CU oh, and no. CSU 15 times. Oh, so. Someone's probably going to say Dave Logan should be on this list. Justin really Then you'll get a Bob won. Stitt reference in there, too. Justin's really <laughs> open for that one negative pod review to come out of today from, like, that... How dare you disrespect Dave? (laughs) (laughs) He won at Wheat Ridge, at Mullen. Oh, man. Um, If you'd love to leave a negative review or a positive review, we are the DMVR Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts. 
We also have a beautiful website where people like Justin write tremendous stuff about all Denver sports, ex uh, you know, great insights. If you are a member and uh, like us, you grew up a Denver sports fan, gosh, check out the DMVR locker where you can find this beautiful mm. Nug Life t-shirt, the Pride and Tradition t-shirt that Ryan's rocking, and unequivocally the best Denver sports gear that the world has ever seen. Come at me all you want. You can't. I'm ruined for um, other shirts. I'm wearing a different brand shirt today. Of course. And I'm like, it like, doesn't even feel good yeah, on my skin. It is yeah, true. Yeah, it's it true. true. Um, and, you know, when you are a diehard with us, a member, and you want access to all of that, you're also going to get a free shirt every single year. You're going to get 20% off all merch always. You're going to get 20% off all our events, some amazing events coming up. I actually don't want to blow anything, but this summer we've got some incredible stuff on the docket, including what I can talk about, some great golf tournaments right around the corner. Of course, you get access to our member-only Discord, where I hear uh, Adam was dropping some draft clips, a little film breakdown wow. in there on the Nuggets channel. I'm in like a couple fantasy leagues. I actually need to hop on there and chat with some guys. And that's on top of exclusive merch, everything else. If you are a Denver sports fan, a true Denver sports fan, something like this hasn't existed before, and it does now. If you're not in on this, I'm sorry, but you're missing out. Uh, that's just plain and simple the fact. Check us out at thedmvr.com where you can see all the great perks and sign up and become a DMVR member today. Oh, great read. Thanks, buddy. Okay, so I have a confession to make. We teased it. We need a fourth. I don't... I'm entering this conversation fourthless. Uh, I, too. I'm ready for you, the chat, <laughs> Kale, intern Nick, to sway me. Like, I, I don't have a convicted take. Sure, if we were including college coaches, I would put my foot down for Bill McCartney. Um, and Honestly, then Justin I, would put his foot down for Sonny Lubick, and, you know, we could go back and forth on that for a while. I would... Well, I, I think... The thing is, is those two are in the top five. Like, to me, it's when yes. you look at what they did, just both of them had nine bowl appearances. And that was in times where you could go have a winning season and still not get an invite. Right. Sonny had three other seasons where they won seven games, seven or eight games, still didn't get a bowl invite. Crazy. Like, it's it was a completely different standard. But, yeah, with pro, it's it's so hard. I mean, you could look at a guy like Doug Moe, who's obviously in the rafters, I don't think it can be the other abs coaches because it's not sustained enough. I know Maybe. it's like you now have this weird decision between longevity. Is it coops? or success? The fourth becomes so, builder versus champion. That's why I set it up this way. It, you have to choose one so or the other. Here was the interesting case I was going to make. Can your assistant coaching career help buoy you in this scenario because Gary Kubiak is the only person not named John Elway who has his hand in all three Denver Broncos championships and five AFC title appearances if you five or six so but what's hard about his also assistant coaching career is he's being he is an offensive coordinator for an offensive coach which just never gets as much yeah. credit he mm -hmm. wasn't calling the plays uh, I don't think and it hurts a little bit, but it is an interesting part of this where it's like it's he was on the sidelines for three. But here's the thing that I think also should help Kubiak, and it's similar with Shanahan and 
just being able to completely change the way that the Elway era is looked at. With Kubiak coming in and winning with Manning, that era is just looked at so much differently. Oh, yeah, he saved it. Yeah, otherwise it's just like, yeah, it was neat and all. That was fun. They put up big numbers, but they never won anything that mattered. Right now, like, we claim Peyton Manning as ours. Yep. They don't get that championship. He has more of a hired gun feel. Yeah. It's like when you have, uh, like, Joe Montana going over to the Chiefs or something like that. It just feels so weird. Yes. So Kubiak is a very strong case it is just such a short tenure as the head coach absolutely it also should be noted that next year the only winning season in the post peyton manning era coached by gary kubiak i think it's coops i i really do um okay i wasn't expecting that if if we're limiting ourselves to pro coaches, I think it's Coops yeah. because he won yeah. the title. Like the longevity isn't there, but there's a lot of guys, Doug Moe, George Carl, who have better longevity, but they couldn't win. And at the end of the day, like winning titles is what matters. Be- this is what puts Kubiak <sighs> That's what I over said. Um, Reeves. Sorry, drawing yeah. a blank for a half second. That's what I would have said if we were debating uh, Kubiak or uh, Lubick and McCartney. Titles are McCartney would be one because he <laughs> well he has half a national national championship uh, and you can blame Osborne for yeah, it but exactly oh I, I that's a full national championship yeah. we're not talking about the coaches poll here historically you are wrong <laughs> I don't know how you could go with a guy who's just done it two years and I do think okay. we need to just assess so then who would it be for he- you head coaching so tenure. It's, it- to me is it Reeves to me. I would then dwindle it down to tenured coaches versus champion coaches. And I shouldn't factor this in, but I think it does play a part in it. Who also had pretty successful careers in other places. John Fox, Larry Brown, John Fox, Kubiak and Dan Reeves all come to mind. Dude, Dan Reeves, if you factor in his time as an assistant coach head coach player he's been a part of like nine super bowls <laughs> it's a seven and six record in the playoffs as the broncos head coach impressive it's three and zero oh in afc championships it's three coach There's of the no three coach of the year awards wow for dan reeves probably the most mm-hmm. 84 89 91 i just think he has the edge on doug mo because he he won more I think he's above Mo for sure. I just think it, I think I, it's I, just a. It, I don't him think he and is. Kubiak are really is. interesting. You have Mo higher than Reeves. Yep. Do gotta you? be Doug. I Mo. think Doug Moe's my fourth. Can you justify it? I to don't me? know if there's anything all that substantial. What did he accomplish though? A, he's a more lot f- of winning with the Nuggets. Then I mean George Carl had a better record, right? I don't know the answer to that. I have it pulled up. Sorry. Um why why just because why is that winning more valuable i guess i'm just pressing you on it i don't yeah, even necessarily no, I, disagree and I, this is what i mean by when i said i don't have a strong take on this like i'm not ready to to say this fair. is valid or yeah. this is invalid um part of it is the way you are felt about afterwards and doug mo is a beloved yeah. character in denver sports history he also, you know, we talk about Mike Malone playing the role. Doug Moe played, he played the, the shit out of the yeah. role. Um, and, and, you know, he, he has his name in the rafters. None, no one, there's not another coach, I think, that can say that. 
Well, Shanahan will. Or Shanahan is Shanahan in the Ring is, of Fame. Yeah, yeah. He is in the Ring of Fame, which Izzle, is slightly different, but similar. Dan Izzle as a player, coach, executive, I think is kind of all-encompassing in the rafters. Doug yeah. Moe has more career wins with Denver, 432, 357. George Carl had a higher winning percentage, but Moe was here for a couple seasons longer. Moe, nine straight playoff appearances, zero losing seasons. Carl, eight straight playoff appearances, zero losing seasons, three division <sighs> yeah. titles, one more than Moe. It's tough. It's Doug, tough. Mo, Doug Moe's iconic. I don't think he's iconic like the drive, like the fumble. I think what Dan, Dan Reeves... Look, dude, and Dan Reeves sets that team up to where Shanny can inherit it. Don't you, you think know, Dan Reeves is more remembered for like what he did do Phillips. than what he did do? I think you two can answer this better than... I think it, I'm just young enough to where like I don't really factor into it. I know the history, but... You're yeah. right that the, like... It was all, like, in especially now in revisionist play history... Into it. It's like everyone says, "Oh, you should have Dan appreciated was it more." Holding John Elway back. Well, he probably. W- I mean, when no, you no. look at some of the offense. No, no he he was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was. But that's how football was. was. That wasn't just him specific. Know, that's just Ryan, how it's done. It's also like when Dan Reeves leaves, what happens to the Broncos when Doug Moe leaves? What like who set the team up for more longevity and success after their tenure? I don't think you get. And who had more? Epic I think that just means you did less when tenure. you had them. I don't, like the peak of Doug Moe's tenure is going into the Western Conference Finals against the Showtime Lakers and being like, this is as far as we can go. Yep. Same thing as. Which also, they lose. Alex English gets injured in that series. Going up against the Showtime Lakers is the same thing as running into Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. It's just one round That's later because they were in the opposite conference. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm very conflicted right now. I think I'm going Reeves, guys. I think those. I think the Dan Reeves tenure ultimately means more. I think you talked well, me into it. Think what is the Pat Bowlen era if you don't have 11 years of Dan Reeves taking you to the playoffs every time and three, cons, you know, three different AFC Championship wins? Well, what is the Broncos franchise, which is synonymous with winning, if you don't have that? It's a lot of like the '60s and '70s complete garbage. You know if what? You don't have the all 80s of that success coincides you. with John Elway. It does. I mean, <laughs> so all these if guys you had have a different great coach, players. You're probably doing the yeah, same. but Malone's not winning like a ring Fo- without Jokic. Like. I know, but it's the same thing as. Uh, so are you saying Doug Moe just in the John Fox conversation though? Doug Moe just won less because instead of having John Elway, who's maybe the Magic Johnson, he had. The Vinny Testaverde, who would have been the Alex English. Tail. So I think you have to look at this like as if Malone had not won. Like what would Malone's legacy be had he wasted Jokic's prime, which is effectively what Dan Reeves Mm. did. Wasted? (laughs) I don't think. They didn't win a Super Bowl. Three Super Bowl appearances. This isn't fair. it's, It's really hard because... John Elway did what LeBron did with the Cavs for his first, whatever, five, six years, which right. is just like Drag take teams who have no team. teams, no business being there and bringing them all the way to the finals yeah. where they run into a team that they have no business playing against and they lose. Um, Dan Reeves is part of that. I just don't know how much credit he gets when you didn't get the championship. Once you get the championship, like all of the questions about you kind of go away. But that's where I right, think you have to look Doug at the Mola history before, De- before Reeves that, and even George after. Carl. Doug Moe is like but more entertaining. I mean, he's Doug, at least got that. He's got the schematic chalks. I guess I'm thinking of Doug Moe in the way that we talk about Bill McCartney and Sonny Lubick, which is like 
showed up to a team that didn't have much going for him and made them really good for a long time. But literally, he inherits, like, he comes into a very successful Larry Brown tenure, yeah. one bad year, and then just picks it up and runs with it. You know, all this is kind of... I'm, I think I might have just talked myself into Gary Kubiak through all this. <laughs> you know, I think you talked me into Reeves. <laughs> you know where I ended up? There isn't one. The fourth It's Sonny slash Bill. <coughs> yeah. it's, it's just a college... Bill McCartney is such a clean fit. I On mean, that fourth spot, right? Yeah, but then you're like That's bringing so in seamless. George Guazdecki and no, we're not. Bill there's, le there's levels to this. Like <laughs> as somebody that hosts a college podcast, yes. Do I care that CSU volleyball wins all these titles? Hell yeah, it's awesome. It's fun, do man. I love when track wins? Yes, but let's not pretend that it's on the same. It's, well, it's not on the same. I platform, also think we you know? need to remember what college football was in this region because of those two coaches and the winning at that level that was happening. Unprecedented. It, it felt hasn't like happened a major since. four team. Yeah. Right. Like those teams, the rank constantly felt like they mattered at the level of these teams. Uh, that probably is the answer. That's the clean solution. I'm not <sighs> willing to. I just. It's. It's such a. I hate how new a Mount Rushmore of Shani, Malone, Bedsy, Kubiak feels. We yeah. we sound like we're we just made a TikTok <laughs> as a thirteen year old, you know? No offense, Nick. Um, <laughs> he wasn't listening. You know, like I think it's Reeves. I think it's Reeves no. because you establish stretch is more epic. You Ryan. establish not what you. the Broncos are today. Without I know Elway is the People main. People don't even like Dan Reeves, let alone love him. Who's your final four? Being likable and being a good... People don't like Bill Belichick either. He's the yeah, greatest no. coach of all time. I'm not sure Shani's super-duper likable now. I'm talking about fans. When fans think about Dan Reeves, they, have, they don't have good feelings. They have bad feelings. Post-Super Bowl? No. Like, Justin's forgiven Mellow, but the 40-year-olds in our life can't have forgot, forgiven Dan Reeves after Shanahan took him to two Super Bowls? I think getting I think to three Super Bowls is he, or two is huge. I know. He did. Like, everyone's like, oh, that's what we should have been. We could have been if, if Shani was here the whole time. But that's not even... You can't even do that because the NFC is completely know, different I at know. that point. The Cowboys dynasty is done by then. It's the Niners are done. Okay. You have the Packers on the Ascension with Brett Favre, but like... I think we've made a solid argument for an hour plus. I want final head coaching Denver sports, Mount Rushmore's from the panel before we say goodbye. Justin, you feel like the only one who's actually gained some clarity from this discussion. Please lead us off while Ryan and I scramble to find an answer. It, Shanahan won by himself. Two, three, however you want to argue it is fine with me, but I would go Malone to Bed Bedner three, and then I would go Reeves four. Because I think the entire oh Broncos like winning tradition kind of comes down to that. And you could put Red Miller in there too. But yeah. like oh, I just Red think that epic. decade is huge. You have the Broncos weren't what they were before it's Reeves. True. They weren't so as true. loved. There was possibilities that they would move, you know, like mm -hmm. I just think we were kind of spoiled. I wasn't alive then, but I think Broncos fans got kind of spoiled. Like, Dude, you're not factoring in. Do you trade John Elway? <laughs> Do you try to trade John Elway and you're trying to argue that he's on the Mount Rushmore? He drafted Tommy Maddox. 
there's not a good case for anyone. <laughs> to it's, be honest. It's him or Coobs, but Coobs was a coach for two years, so <laughs> I don't think it's Doug Mo. I Doug Mo gets the like little bighorn, like fun and entertainment statue. You talked me out of Doug Mo with Larry Brown. Yeah. They were they were successful before, so it's not like a, a McCartney. Then why can't you come around on Reeves? It's the same logic. They because weren't successful before I'm him. I'm not willing to. If I'm forced to give it to someone, I'm going to give it to someone with a championship. So Coops. So probably Coops. And then I'm. I can I'm live using, with that. If it's just I'm if using that's his the coordinator <coughs> tenure as a defense of the short head coaching tenure. Are we overlooking Bob Hartley here? How important the 01 Stanley Cup is, winning it with an injured Fopa, the importance of getting Ray Bork. You know, there was an urgency. That's well, and you had the 90s a couple times, not being able to get through the Red Wings uh -huh. in the late 90s, being uh -huh. able to finally break through. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm too young for that one, just being straight up. Like, I, I know the stats. I know the numbers. <laughs> I can't accurately sit here and be like, that 01 cup meant more. To me, 96 would seemingly mean more. No, 96 is, means the least uh, of any okay. Denver championship, in my opinion. How? Other it's, than the the fact it's the first. Because there was no suffering before. The abs just showed up and yeah. were amazing, and everyone was like, this is kind of cool. Like, and then just, they just won. But Justin, that was I for as a all child, of the suffering for the Broncos. Does that not let out some of the Broncos' frustration? Like, we finally won something? The I way just, they rioted in 96, some, it sure seemed yeah, like it. Yeah, Feeling yeah. what it felt like for the Nuggets to win, just... It can't be like that for the Avs. I think it had to have. How could it have not have been? You, the city had never it's won a goddamn title, thing. It's the first title in the city's history. Never won anything. But are you arguing for Crawford now? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Jesus. We're He's we're arguing for Crawford over Hartley, I guess. The thing about... <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Shit. But then that's what I said. Then the Vancouver things comes in, and that's what... I, right. I think Crawford would maybe be my four... Right, if he just, didn't, if it wasn't for that, if you only consider the Denver, yeah, but that that's like one of the most visceral sports memories of my life. Is that in, I remember watching that game live. I'm in the third grade. I brought out newspaper clippings to my third grade class so I could explain it to everyone. Like this is what happened in the context. I've been a sports yeah. nerd forever. You too. Okay. Yeah. I. Where are we at? Give give us your four. Let's make a decision. We'll regret it immediately. I don't, I don't think we're coming to a consensus. We no, we're not to. coming we to a consensus. But come with a final answer. Uh, I'm gonna give mine to Coops. I'm gonna give mine to Coops. I don't Coops. like it. You know. Okay. You t so here's the thing. So I liked Mo. I, I I I was leaning Mo. You talked me out of it with Larry Brown. You also talked me out of it by basically saying he has the same resume as George Carl. And so then I just had to go back to championships. And I think I'm going to have to give it to Kubiak for saving the Peyton Manning era and being on the sidelines for the other two. He is a very important figure in Denver sports history. I'm, I'm happy to have him on my Mount Rushmore. Well, yeah, I mean, that was my logic coming in. Then I went all the way around. The fact that he's a Broncos He's lifer. also on the sidelines for all of those other appearances that Dan Reeves is a part yeah, of. He's a Broncos lifer. He's Elway's backup. He's Shanahan's second man. I mean, he's a conciliary for Elway in the front office. Even when he was winning in Houston, it was kind of like, that's our guy. Our guy, you yeah. know. Um, the other thing is, I couldn't get TD and the athletes all time great. I'm a peak guy. I am a peak guy. 
to me, what you've done at the peak of your power is way more important than some uh, longevity thing, which we're giving Mike Shanahan the benefit of the doubt. He also has a very clean exit, which, oddly enough, is a big factor in all this. It's screwing Crawford. It's screwing Dan Reeves. How the way you leave things matters a lot. That sicko, it's, it's his damn ticker. If he could, he'd, he'd be coaching football right now. I think Kubiak's right. the cleanest. I, I'll give it to him, even though I hate how new I know. that Mount Rushmore is. I know. I, can, I hate how new it is. Before we go, I, think I know we got to right wrap it one. up. I think it's the right one. I keep coming back to what RK said about against Reeves, but how, how do people feel about you like when you left? Everyone desperately wanted Kubiak to come in. Everyone was devastated mm. when he had to step down. I think we all feel great about running it back, even if it's T-Sim, right? Like, this team could have still been competitive. They're not the laughing stock that they became shortly after. Well, when you look at, yeah, it's Kubiak. And he's a Broncos lifer. Hey, here's the other thing, You know thing, what Kubiak's man. final act was? <clears throat> not erroneously playing Paxton Lynch. He was like, I'm not having that he on refused. my record. He refused, yeah. He's like, I don't care. It's the last game of the season. I'm not playing him because he sucks. It's a solid point. <laughs> also, Justin can't start the show off saying this is a Broncos town and then our Mount Rushmore have like two Nuggets coaches on it. Yeah. I think the balance is a little more correct. I don't care about that. But with Shani Koo bookended and a lit Michael Malone holding up the chain next to Mike. Mike and Mike, JB and Gary, it looked beautiful. Uh, I think... But we have a, Eric, start building it, okay? We're start shipping away, for a please. great Rockies manager um, to just enter the, the like, everyone has a chance. The problem is two spots are being held right now. Could Sean Payton work his way onto this? Maybe. Yeah, he um, could. You know, <laughs> what What I'm saying is the, the, Maybe. the threshold, to get, just begun. The threshold to get that fourth spot is really low. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like the fourth just, spot. Yeah. Yes. I thought you said the third. No, no, you can like, get onto that fourth spot with a little bit of sustained success in a championship. If Peyton turns this around and all, like you win, yeah, you win a championship, a couple winning seasons in a yeah. row, like four or five, and you get the longevity, then yeah, he's probably going to end up being four. Yep. Well, and I mean, and Malone, Betsy can really like cement their truly like, that two, three years is all it's going to take of this kind of sustained success. One more ring, you know, and then it's really this conversation's flipped to where they're the first segment. And it's more like, oh, where's Mike Shanahan fit in, you know? <laughs> Be crazy. Uh, I'm very at peace that we got Eric, who was pretty strongly Doug Moe early, to say I'm at peace with Kubiak. I think we did a good job. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, I ultimately think <coughs> it comes down to Red Miller, Dan Reeves, Gary Kubiak. I won't judge you whichever Broncos second best coach you pick for the fourth spot on the Mount Rushmore. Well right. put. Oh, well put. Well, well put. put. Yes. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you guys for doing this. This has been a blast. Thank you for producer Kale. As always, superstar work because the ones and twos. And thank you to the homies at Breckenridge Brewery for presenting this here pod. We will be back next Thursday. God only knows what the weather has in store for us then. <laughs> Tune in to find out. Have a great week. Make sure you're home safe.